You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Praising Forward, Part 4. Enjoy. So we're not aloof about getting together, right? You know, this is like numero uno on my calendar being here, and it's not because I have the keys to the building. It's because I want to eat. I'm hungry. I want some fresh, hot, juicy Jesus. I need it. And I know I'm going to get it when I come here. You know, I'm getting ministered to as, as this service goes on, just like you. Because it's the Holy Spirit ministering to us. This is not about me. It's about Him. Right? This is not my gathering. This is our gathering. And He's ministering to us. He's our pastor. He's our minister. And He never sleeps. And He never gets tired. And he never gets tired of you. He never gets physically tired. And he never gets tired of you. He's not upset with you. He's not disappointed in you. He's not saying, why can't she just get it right? I'm just about fed up with... No, he doesn't think like that. He doesn't know how to think bad thoughts about you. He was absent on the day they taught that one in school. He doesn't know how to see you negatively. He doesn't know how to look down on you. It's his agenda to lift you up, to raise you up, to make you strong, to see you going through day with joy and victory each and every day of your life. All you've got to do is believe that. You've got to grab a hold of his love for you with your heart. He will not fail you. He cannot fail you. He's God. We're praising our way forward into the finish line of 2018. God is not done blessing you in 2018. He's not don't fill in the, the, the remaining days of your books yet. It's not over. Your revenues, don't, don't start estimating and, and closing the books of 2018 yet. It's not over. He's got more revenue for you. More revenue, more income, more blessing. That's who he is. You know, if Santa is portrayed as being benevolent, but yet he gives people lumps of coal, you don't see God like you see Santa, do you? You know, religion turns God into a Santa. He's got a naughty list, right? God's checking it twice to see if you've been naughty or nice. Jesus is coming to town, right? He knows when you're sleeping. That's a little creepy, isn't it? I don't want a, a, a jolly guy from up north who lives with L speaking in my window at night. No thank you. God's not creepy. He doesn't peek in your window. He wants to live in your heart. He wants to fellowship with the center of you. And he doesn't have a naughty and nice list. He's got one list. And if you put your faith in the name of Jesus Christ, you're on it. And he'll never bring you a lump of coal. Unless you need coal to heat your, to heat your home, he'll bring you some. Does anybody heat their homes with coal anymore? I don't know. Jesus, you're so good. So maybe you need to listen to some journey and, 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 and so you don't stop believing before 2018 is over. Don't stop. Keep expecting. What is today? It's the, the 16th of December. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for fulfilling your plan for us in 2018. Thank you. Delays are over. No more delays. Thank you for moving us forward. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving upon our lives like you moved upon the waters way back in Genesis. Thank you for bringing the light of Christ into every area of our lives and causing us to rise up and to go forward and be all that you've made us to be. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, let's put it up there. What do you mean we're praising our way forward? We're keeping our focus on who he is and what he's done for us and who we are in him. That's what praise is. Praise is simply deciding to focus on him. That's all it is. And then opening your mouth in accordance with who he is and what he's done for us. That's what praise is. It's a focusing of the mind and of the heart and of the body. And I, you know, I drive around, just the other day I was driving around, I saw this sign, it said, what did it say, mind, uh, mind, spirit, and body, I forget how they said it, or something like that, but the world has, or no, body, mind, and spirit, that's what it said, body, mind, and spirit, it was like kind of a wellness place I saw driving somewhere, I don't remember what town I was in, it said uh, body, mind, and spirit. The world has no idea how you're made. You're not, you're not a body, mind, and spirit. You're a spirit. You have a soul, which is a tool, your mind, your will, and emotions, and you're living in a body. The world doesn't even understand. They'll say body, mind, and spirit. They flip it, the opposite. The world tries to fix your body first. And then your mind. No, you need your spirit made new. You must be born again. You must be born a second time. You need a second birth. We all came into the world and there were things wrong with us when we were born. Because we were all born under the curse of sin. We need to be born a second time. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. How do you be born a second time? We can't go back into our mother's womb. Those days are over. Jesus was talking in John chapter 3 about a spiritual birth. By putting your faith in Christ, your spirit is reborn. You become a new person the moment you do that. But even if you've been born again, if you don't change the way you're thinking, you won't experience the new life that's inside of you. You've got to renew your mind to begin to realize how much he loves you. Begin to think on his redemption, his deliverance, his power, his love, his provision. Begin to realize you're not the same person you were, you were before you put your faith in him. You're a new creation now. So I praise him when I begin to say, thank you, Lord, I'm a new creation. That's praise. That's this. Thank you, Father. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And all these things are from you. You're daily loading me with benefits. This is how you praise your way forward into the fullness of your destiny. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How does thanks bring victory in our lives? Because it keeps us focused on the one who is our victory. Right? So instead of getting distraught or distressed or frustrated or irritated or discouraged or down or depressed, I choose to focus on Him. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be unto God, which always, love that word, I love the superlative nature of our Father. He always bats a thousand. He's never swung a bat and missed. That's amazing. He's never hit a foul ball. Never hit a pop fly. Never hit a grounder to the shortstop. He knocked it out of the park. He won. Which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest through you the savor of the knowledge of, of Christ by us in every place. God, you're so good. So God talks a lot about victory and triumph and winning in the Bible because he knows that you have an enemy. Your enemy is not a person. 
Your enemy is not the people who've hurt you. Your enemy is not the people who may be doing negative things or saying things about you now. Your enemy is a spirit. He's a fallen angel. His name is Satan. His very name means adversary. He's the one who's against you, and he has fallen angels that, that rebelled with him. They're spirits of darkness, and they have strategies to steal from you, to steal your peace, first of all, to steal your joy, to steal your well-being, your health, to steal your provision, to steal your destiny. Whatever you'll let them take, they'll take it. Whatever inch, if you give them an inch, they'll take two. You give them another inch, they'll take a foot. They don't play fair. Satan doesn't play fair. Well, life isn't fair. It's not fair on this earth. It's not. There's nothing fair about planet earth. It's a fallen world, not a fair world. The Bible has answers for you. There's reasons why dark things happen in this earth. Not because God is, uh, is allowing them or causing them, because a curse of sin is upon this earth. And God's not in control of it. Satan's the God of this world. you got to know that or you're going to be one frustrated person. If you're just expecting everything to go right for you, you're going you're to have a rude awakening. Because that's not going to happen on this planet. But once you connect with the one who made you and you get yourself, fill yourself with his spirit, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized in the fire of heaven? Come on. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, stand up. With the evidence of speaking in tongues, stand to your feet. Let's speak in tongues. Come on. Hallelujah. The Lord would have you know this morning that He sent His Spirit for you. He wants you to be baptized in His Spirit so that you can be clothed with power from heaven every day of your life for the rest of your life. You may be seated. You know, the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit has been stolen from so many believers. Believers are afraid, if they have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, to pray in the Spirit in public. They say you shouldn't speak in tongues in public, in a public service. Haven't you read what Paul wrote? Read it in context and you'll find his conclusion was to not forbid the speaking in tongues. That was Paul's exhortation in Corinthians. They were just out of order, living, living carnal lives. And he was restoring order. But if you'll keep reading, his conclusion in Corinthians was not to stop speaking in tongues, but to not forbid speaking in tongues. It's a part of our relationship with him. You can't intimately experience him without it. You can't. There's a limit to how much God you can experience apart from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples, don't leave Jerusalem until you get it. Until you're clothed with that power from on high. He called it a baptism of fire. Where was the fire when they were baptized? Where did the fire sit? Where was it seen? They spoke with tongues of fire. Why tongues? What does James say about the fire of your tongue? Hmm? Yeah, he said the tongue is unruly. Who can tame it? Right? This tongue can, can start a fire. There's a reason for speaking in tongues because your tongue is the rudder of your life. It dictates what, where you go and what you do and, and the quality of your life. You need the Holy Spirit to empower your tongue to pray from heaven. Pray with your spirit. Don't let people talk you out of that. Pray with your spirit throughout the day. Pray with your spirit. Watch what happens as you continue to pray in the spirit. You watch how your intimacy with Christ completely changes. He will unveil things to you that your mind will have to run to catch up with. I've experienced things in God my mind can't handle. The church shouldn't be like the world, body, mind, spirit. That's the problem. They're trying to experience God first with their body and then their mind. 
No, you experience them with your spirit. Get baptized in the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? Just read Acts. Just put your faith in Christ. Say, Jesus, baptize me in your spirit. And then open your mouth and start to praise him and watch what happens. Merry Christmas. God wants you to win. You can't be timid and win. You can't, people, you can't let people talk you out of God's provision for your life and win. Don't let people talk you out of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's going to be religious debates till Jesus comes back, but I'm getting mine. I'm going to enjoy what Christ has provided for me. No one's going to talk me out of it. You go ahead and have your theological debates. I'm going to have a big drink of Jesus. I'm getting drunk on the Holy Spirit. And I'm staying drunk. Amen. If we took a breathalyzer this morning, would we see the Holy Spirit poof, in your blood? Hallelujah. So remember, these demons, demons are real, right? If you know demons are real, you can just say, woo right? We're not making it up. But what are they trying to do? How do they steal from us? We talked about this last week. How does a dark spirit rob you? By introducing thoughts to you, ideas to you that aren't true. They have some truth in them, but they're mixed with falsehoods. Right? A lie wouldn't be tempting to us if it didn't have some truth in it. So every lie the enemy brings, there'll be at least a little bit of truth in there. Sometimes a lot of truth. Sometimes he just twists the last tail end of it. It's like 90% true with a little at the end. And that little is just enough to take something from you. We need 100% truth. Where are you going to get 100% truth from? Facebook, of course. Right? That's our source for 100% truth. No, you can't get it from man. Jesus said, I'm 100% truth. I am truth. I love that. I'm so glad truth is not a philosophy. It's not an idea. Truth is who he is. The person of truth. Do you talk with the person of truth every day? See, there's no more debating anymore when you have a personal relationship with truth. People don't need facts, they need faith. They need faith in their heart and to receive truth. When, you, when truth's living inside of you, you're not looking for information anymore. You're just walking with him. You don't need to know what you're doing. You don't need to, what do I mean by that? You don't need to have all the answers for your future. You don't need to know how God's going to do what he's going to do. He just knows he's going to do it. Your future's too, too broad, too expansive for your natural mind to figure it out. God's got these branches to your future that just go out and out and out and, and around and through and over and under and in. You've got people you don't even know yet they are going to be affected by what's inside of you. You can't figure that out. I was watching him doing this with my life. I, couldn't, I could not have scripted what he's done with my family. I was just thinking about you guys last night. It's like, how could I, how, we just couldn't have scripted what God has done in our family. You just couldn't, you couldn't, you can't plan this. You just, just let him do what he wants to do. Let him guide you. So watch out for these falsehoods. How do you recognize falsehoods? By studying truth. If I want to know uh, what counterfeit money looks like, what do I study? Real money. If I don't know what real money looks like, I don't know what's counterfeit. How do we study truth? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. And the rest of the Bible. Right? In here, Jesus, we have eyewitness accounts of the ministry of truth. In the Gospels and Acts. And the rest of the Bible, we have Jesus is all throughout the Bible. 
So we meditate on truth. Why? So the devil can't play us. I'm, there's a lot of motivations I have for re- studying this. First of all, I want to know him. That's the first one. I want to know him. I want to experience him. I want to fulfill my destiny. And I don't want to get played by the devil. I, d- I want to recognize his strategies. I want to be aware of his schemes. I don't like getting burnt. I don't like turning around and finding out I let something uh, be stolen from me that could have been prevented. But you're not going to be wise to the Satan schemes if you're not studying this. Do you have a hard copy Bible? One of these things? Physical? Come on. You need one of these. Uh, this one has two little ribbons in it. So we'll see. This one's on uh, Matthew 15, where Jesus said to the woman, Your faith, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will, just as you desire. Great multitudes came unto him, having with them lame, blind, dumb, means they can't speak, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. And the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. I meditate on that. Where's my other one? Back in Isaiah 45. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by name, am the God of Israel. You start meditating on these things and you'll start to recognize the enemy's strategies. This is a safeguard for you. Get this in your mind. Get this in your heart. You may have put your faith in Christ, but if you're not eating this regularly, you're chopped liver where the devil is concerned. You're easy prey for him. You can't afford to go a day without meditating on this. You can't. What did Jesus say? Give us this day. Every day you need to eat his word. I'm not talking about getting religious with it and, 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 and making it into a work. I'm talking about eating. Eating him. You guys still awake? We're eating Jesus this morning. Is your faith in the one who made you? Or is your faith in false ideas about yourself? Come on. We all live by faith. We, that's how human beings are made. We're made to operate by the beliefs we've chosen to put in our hearts, whether they're true or not. You can be living by faith in falsehoods many people are they're living by faith but their faith is is in someone or something that's untrue put up Proverbs chapter 3 we're going to start in verse 5 we're praising our way forward how? by putting our faith in truth in the one who made us. Are you trusting him? How can I tell if I'm trusting him? Yes, you're at rest. You have peace when you're trusting him. Right? When I'm trusting him, I have peace. When I'm trusting him, I start to get happy. Joy starts to grow in me. If I'm frustrated, I'm not trusting him. Right? I have to remind myself of this regularly. I've let myself get frustrated too many times. Come a long way. But I have to be aware. Do you know Satan, one of his strategies is to frustrate you? To bring people into your life that frustrate you? I'm not kidding. 
There's some people you, you can be friends with on Facebook, but you don't need to spend much time with. Why? Because their life is fake. It's false. They're believing false things, and they're not, they're not interested in changing. You don't need friends, quote unquote, like that. It's okay if you have them on Facebook, but the flesh and blood people you need to spend time with are people who have a relationship with truth. People who aren't afraid to embrace truth no matter what anyone says. You know, in life, you only need a handful of really good friends. The world says you need a thousand friends. You need to be popular. No, you don't. You have one or two solid Jesus friends, you're set. Don't try and have a lot of friends. Don't try and be popular. What a waste of time. Your popularity can die overnight. Just put the wrong shoes on. You need Jesus friends. So this is what we do. Proverbs 3, 5, and 8. We're praising our way forward. God's not done blessing you in 2018. Trust in the Lord. That's Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. This was the first scripture I ever memorized out of the Bible. Back in 1989. Trust in the Lord with all your body. Mind. With all your heart. Every bit of your heart resting in Him. There's times like when 75% of my heart's resting and there's this little corner that's contemplating things. Uh -uh. With all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. You can't do both. It's one or the other. Either you're trusting in Him with all your heart or you're leaning on your own understanding. That will negate the other. One negates the other. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Boy, and that will trip you up. Because man's in the natural, and there are many carnal believers. They're trying to know God naturally, trying to get it all set up in here first. I just want a book on God that I can read and, and check my check boxes and do these things, and okay, I know God. You can't fit God in a book. The Bible is, is the Word of God, but the Apostle John said Jesus did many more things. We couldn't even write down all the things he did. Have you read that at the end of John? He said if we were to try and write down everything that Jesus did, this world couldn't contain the books. God is too big to fit in a book. You've got to know him personally. And religion's making book after book after book after book, manual after manual, seminar after seminar, conference after conference. Enough! Just trust him. Just talk to him. Just breathe in and let him fill you. Know God personally. You don't need a conference. You don't need a seminar. You need time alone with the one who made you. Get alone with him today. Have you been alone with him yet? Get alone with him today. Find a place where just you and he won't be disturbed. You don't have to bring your phone either. Put it in another room. Just you, get your Bible, your hard copy Bible. Get alone and open it up. The dumb to speak, the main to be whole, the lame to walk, the blind to see. Meditate on the real Jesus. They laid them down at Jesus' feet and he healed them. This is who lives in me now. See, if you have these, these Jesus times, you'll discover who you really are. Questions, issues will be solved. Answers will come. But you got to get along with them. That's another way Satan tries to steal from you. By getting you to hurry through the day. Another person calls. Another thing comes up. You can't fix people's problems. 
I've been amazed in this last, even this last month. I mean, he's like, oh, I just get the time. I want to, you know, I just have something I want to do. I want to meditate on the scripture. And the phone will ring. Or something else will come up. It's strategic. I'm telling you. Not that people are doing it. Satan's just trying to steal your time. We're living in an age where people tell you, you've got to have something to do every moment you're awake. And even when you're sleeping. No, you don't. Year of the Spirit, 2019. We're going to help you to walk in the Spirit, to get less busy and more joyful. Less distracted, more focused. Jesus said only one thing is needed. I like that. That's all I need. What was that one thing he said? Do you remember? To sit and listen to him. That's all you need to do in your life. Sit, listen to him, and then act on what he's told you. And you're set. Isn't that freeing? I don't need a MacBook. I don't need a TV. I don't need anything else. I just need to hear from him and then act on it. One thing is needed. It's easy to remember one thing, right? It's hard to remember 27 things. People are going around trying to remember 27 things when they're only made for one thing. And that's why we get stressed. Let's change that now. Let's be one thing, people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be one thing, people. When you start leaning on your own understanding, that one thing turns into a 27 real fast, doesn't it? Because you start contemplating, how's that going to happen? But what about this? Oh, I forgot to do that. But what about so-and-so? And that happened to them. And what about this? And how's this going to work out? And all of a sudden, 15 minutes have gone by, and you don't have peace. What are you doing? You're leaning on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, what does that word mean? Is that like head nod, gotcha, Jesus? What does acknowledge him mean? It means know experientially. Know him experientially. Know him intimately in all your ways. Invite Jesus to fill every way of your life. Know him intimately in all your ways. It means to recognize him in all your ways. To confess and establish and affirm him. To declare him true. To declare him truth over and in each of your ways. To confirm him in all of your ways. So as we go throughout our day, we're speaking Jesus into every situation. In all of our ways. There's no area of our life we haven't given to Jesus. Right? In all of our ways, Jesus is Lord. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him. And he's going to direct your paths. Have you ever had a great tour guide on a trip somewhere? Isn't that nice? They know where they're going. And they, they, they know things about where they're going. They teach you about where you're You need an excellent tour guide through life. Have you ever tried to go anywhere with me in a car? All the U-turns I take. That's not fun. Well, it's kind of fun because you got the tunes cranking. But you need someone to guide you through life. It's humbling to realize that, but you do. You can be a, an, an aviator, highly trained, but you need the Holy Spirit to navigate through life. 
He will direct your paths. Verse 7, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Remember, that means worship the Lord. Right? Worship the Lord and depart from evil. Look at the benefits of trusting in the Lord with all your heart, not leaning on understanding, knowing Him in all your ways, letting Him direct your paths. Here's the benefits. Verse 8. How's that for a benefit? Well, direct your past. That's the biggest benefit, right? That was the first benefit. But then it says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. What will be trusting Him with all your heart, leaning not on your own understanding, Knowing Him in all your ways. Letting Him direct your paths. Not being wise in my own eyes. Worshiping the Lord, departing from evil. Brings health to my body and strength to my bones. Let's see, what the, the, yeah, put the, the Amplified of verse 8 up there. Amplified of verse 8. It shall be health to your nerves. Oh. Do you have a nervous condition? This will fix it. Trusting Jesus is health to your nerves. I love the presence of the Lord here right now. Boy, He wants to fix you. He wants to strengthen you and, and correct, adjust whatever need. He wants you whole is what I'm trying to say. He doesn't want you going through life broken anymore. Would you let him fix you? It will be health to your nerves and sinews. What's a sinew? Not a canoe. What's a sinew? Your muscles. Right? What do we use our muscles for? To move things, right? You need them. It will be health to your muscles, your tendons, and your ligaments. That's two systems of your body, your nervous system and your muscular system. Trusting in the Lord will bring health to your nervous system, health to your muscular system. Don't you love him? There's no one like him. Why look anywhere else? We're not done yet. We've got more systems, don't we? It will be health to your nerves and sinews, your nervous system, your muscular system. What's next? And marrow and moistening to your bones, your skeletal system. How important is that? How important is your bone marrow? Really important. What's it manufacture? It will be health to your bone marrow. Trusting in Jesus causes healthy blood to be manufactured in your bones. Man, I'm just receiving this. Don't rush me, big boy. Don't rush me. You don't rush through a sauna, do you? Run in and run out. Don't rush through this. I'm just receiving this myself. Health to your nervous system. Health to your muscular system. Fresh marrow from heaven in your bones right now. Don't try and figure this out. Don't turn me off, Facebook. This is for you. Fresh marrow in your bones. Someone needs some fresh marrow. Fresh marrow. Maria, I believe, Maria Garcia. Jennifer, could you come up here, please? Maria, I believe the Lord wants me to pray for you right now. Would you mind coming up here? You don't have to, but I, I'd like you to. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you. George, could you come up too, please? 
I believe the Lord wants me to pray for you. And this was, I was sleeping last night and the two of you came up. And I believe the Lord wants you to pray for both of you. So stay, stay in the sauna. Father, thank you for George and Maria. I bless them and I bless their marriage in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I thank you for revealing your destiny to them, for giving them a clear vision of their future, the prosperity that you've already prepared for them. I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless George from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I bless his shoulders, strong, healthy shoulders in the name of Jesus Christ. Strong, healthy arms and shoulders in the name of Jesus Christ. Healthy muscles and nerves and tendons. Healthy bones in his body in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for fresh, vibrant vision inside of his heart. Thank you for fresh a fresh marriage, Lord, a fresh life. Thank you for your fresh vision unfolding before them. Thank you for your rich provision pouring into their lives in Jesus' name. Maria, you're the healed of God, and I bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command your nervous system to be whole in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke fear in your life. Your days of fear are over. Your days of faith have come. Your days of joy and peace have come. Fear is behind you. Faith is here. Your relationship with Christ is stronger than any fear that you've ever known. And I bless your nervous system in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless your neck and your spinal system in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless your arms in the name of Jesus Christ. Be whole. Walk in the wholeness that God has provided for you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's praise him, everybody. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Love you guys. Hallelujah. Bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Fresh marrow in your bones. Fresh marrow in your bones. Fresh marrow in your bones. Moistening. You need bones that are moist and flexible. Not brittle and crunchy. We have moist, flexible bones. No crunchy bones in us. Bye-bye, crunchy bones. Just kind of fun to say. <laughs> we have moist, flexible bones. They bounce if we hit the ground. Woo! We, we bounce if we hit the ground. We're not harmed. Thank you for fresh, moist flexible bones in our body. We're praising our way forward. Go ahead, say it. Thank you for fresh, moist, flexible bones in my body. Woo! Bye-bye, crunchy bones. Fresh, moist, flexible bones for the rest of your life. Woo! This is Holy Ghost stuff right here. You can't get this in a traditional religious service. That's why we're taking our time. It's time for you to get some new bones. No more bone on bone. No more missing cartilage. Thank you for restored cartilage and knees. Thank you for restored hips. And the, come on, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, just jump up and down a little bit. Come on, get your new knees. Get your hips. Come on. Hey, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're praising our way forward into the fullness that you provided for us. Thank you for fresh healthy bones, moist and flexible bones in our bodies that bounce if we hit the ground. Hallelujah! Not one of our bones will be broken. You protect them all. Woo! Glory to God. Put the message translation of verse 8 up there. Amen. Give me a high five. Go and get you a mic. 
Go, come on, now stay right there. I want to get you a mic. I know stuff's going on in here. I know healings are happening right now. Dave, we got power in this, baby? Let me see. Well, it's coming. My, um, I got so full of the Holy Spirit that I almost fell. And, yes. Uh, yeah, and my arms started shaking like this, and I couldn't control it. <laughs> and I used to only be able to raise my arm to here. I have a torn rotator cuff and bicep. And now you I had one. Hey! <laughs> new. Brand new. In Jesus' name. New. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. New. It's oh, new. You're never going back there again. It's Jesus new. New rotator cuff. In Jesus' name. Brand new. That's right. Just, woo! Come on. Let's just move that thing. That's it. Come on. Hey! Woo! You're lubricated, baby. Woo! That's Holy Ghost grease. Right there. Yeah! Love it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8 in the message. Your body will glow. Come on, you get those skincare products so you can have that glowing complexion. Here it is. Shine, baby, shine. Your body will glow. Trusting in Him will produce a beautiful complexion. No matter. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for bones that are vibrating with life right now. Thank you, Lord, for fresh life in us. Fresh life in this place. Jennifer, come on up here. Thank you for fresh life in this place, Lord. For your fresh life flowing through us right now. Glory be unto your name. Hallelujah. We're just listening to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you put Psalm 32.7 up there? Psalm 32.7. We're going to finish with these scriptures. This is how you praise your way forward. You, you take a promise of God, which has become your provision now through Christ, and you open up your mouth and you believe that it's true for you right now. So Psalm 32.7 is a great example. So this is what you do today and tomorrow. You read this, and you, but you, you declare it as if, as if this is you who wrote it. And you say, you are my hiding place you will protect me from trouble Amen. and you will surround me with songs <laughs> of deliverance. Say that as you're going throughout your day. You are my hiding place. The devil can't get to me. Trouble can't get to me. You'll protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Let's say it again. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. That's praise right there. That's how you do it. You open your mouth. You declare who he is. Let's look at a couple more. Galatians 2.20 in the Passion Translation. I like this. So I take scriptures and I put them into the now, now tense of my life. This is a great one. You ready? Let's say this one together. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life in the mind. So I say that my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. He dispenses his life in the mind. Let's just say that. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. He dispenses his life in the mind. Let's say it again. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. He dispenses His life in the mind. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? One more. Romans chapter 8, 11. Then we're done. Romans 8, 11. 
you know what, let's not do the message. Let's do the, uh, the uh, NIV. NIV. There we go. Okay. So this is A11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, is he? That's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit raised Jesus. When you put your faith in Christ, he made his home in you. He who raised Christ from the dead, that's God the Father. you got the Trinity right here. God the Father who raised Christ through the Holy Spirit from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. All right? So I turn that into a praise. Put that praise up there. We got the praise up there? I think the next slide. This is what I say. The same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in me. God the Father is filling my body with life by His Spirit. Let's say it again. The same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in me. God the Father is filling my body with life by His Spirit. See what we did? We just took that truth of God and we spoke it into our lives. Let's do it one more time. The same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in me. God the Father is filling my body with life by His Spirit. Amen. Woo! we got to move forward here. We're moving forward. Father, thank You for this sauna today. Thank You for the steam of Your Spirit soaking our pores and filling us up and refreshing our skin and our muscles and bones and nervous system. Thank You, Lord God, for Your spa treatment that You give us by Your Spirit. Lord, we love you and worship you, and we're just going to stay here in this place with you, this place of intimacy with you that you long us to enjoy. As we go throughout our day today, we're keeping our minds stayed on you, and you keep us home. And we thank you for it, Lord. Father, I pray for anyone who would listen, be listening now or would listen to this message at any point in time through the internet. Holy Spirit, I ask you to open hearts to, to reach way down to the center of every listener and minister your life. Show yourself to every listener in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name that everyone who listens to this would realize you're the answer to every problem they have or could ever have. And only one thing is needed, an intimate relationship with you. It's in your name we pray. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.